Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuchinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Welcome, everyone. This is activespirituality.life. We are zooming, zooming, zooming through the ear. Here we are now at week 35. Pam's going to let us know all about the week starting Monday, the 28th of August. Can you believe it? It's already the end of August. And um, I can hear Pam's dog barking in the background. It's not my dog. Not my (laughs) dog. Someone else's dog. (laughs) Oh, I'm in Mexico. We have lots of dogs. Perros. Yes, many dogs. And um, as do I at my house. We all love dogs. So Pam's going to let us know all about this week. I'll be back for our meditation at the end. Pamela Cuccinelli, Susie Mazzoli, so happy to be with you again, folks. Here we go. What's in store? Okay, Monday the 28th of August, Uranus goes retrograde. Uranus goes retrograde at 10.39 p.m. Eastern time, depending on where you are on the planet, adjust the time. When Uranus changes direction, either retrograde or direct, and you know, basically appears frozen in the sky, stationing, stuff happens on the planet. And how severe that is depends on other things that are factored in. Uh, what's going on in different countries, cities, places, as every country, city, business has its own birth horoscope. So we factor all that in. Can I tell you what exactly is going to happen? Absolutely not. The thing about Uranus is Uranus is the great awakener, the god of change, freedom, revolution, independence, surprise. And we've had a bunch of them as far as what goes on on the earth in recent months throughout this year. And I couldn't predict or say, but I will say this, with Uranus going retrograde, it gives us months of reflection on how we are going to continue to adapt to change. When the planets are retrograde, we, and basically, I don't, I'll just guesstimate that half the population is born with the outer planets retrograde or direct, and it depends on the planet, because the retrogrades of the outer planets go on for roughly six months a year. It takes, it, they take their time. Their orbits are much slower than certainly a planet like Mercury. 
which actually is still retrograde as I'm giving this discussion. So we have Mercury retrograde, we have Venus retrograde, and on the 28th, Uranus goes retrograde. And we, it is beyond time for us to work, reflect, move forward on how we are adapting to the different worlds in which we live. So the retrograde period gives us more time to implement change as effectively as possible. I do think that's one of the pieces that is seen when I look at this. The other thing that's going on is that the morning begins, the uh, moon is in the sign of Capricorn. It's actually a very good, productive morning in the early morning hours. Do what you need to do. Get out what you need to get out before 7.49 a.m. when the moon goes void, of course. When the moon is void, of course, what it means is that there is not the same emotional glue for follow-through. So people can shake hands, pat backs, uh, say absolutely, and then it never goes off the ground. This can change based on your personal horoscope, but in general, when the moon is void, uh, we suggest that you organize, uh, work on things already in motion, uh, get things clean off your desk, finish up projects, because you're going to be moving in to another arc of uh, energy when the moon moves into its next sign. And that happens at 10.32 a.m. on Monday the 28th, and it's in the sign of your uh, Aquarius. Because the moon is in the sign of Aquarius when Uranus goes retrograde, it's another symbol to me, another picture that's really speaking about people who are emotionally invested in change taking action. may not happen today, but it very much is about how do we mobilize, get oriented, move ahead with things that maybe are challenging. Overall, I think it's a good day as long as you have your ability for spontaneity. Do not glue yourself to the ground anywhere. This is a day that invites change, new thoughts, innovations, ideas. And this continues into the 29th, Tuesday. What's happening on Tuesday is we may find, especially in the morning, we're presented with a host of opportunities. Well, if you want to take action or make things happen, how about this? Or let's do this. Or what about that concept or idea? So it's very helpful to get into a mindset about what can I do incrementally that puts me in motion in the direction I want to go. It's very important to have conversations, connections with people with whom you feel you really can move along with grace. You don't want to be in situations that feel fractured or a lot of people arguing, and yet that may come up. What you want to do is get very clean and clear 
about where you're aiming and what you want to go towards, because that's going to get you to the place of hope and innovation, inspiration, and greater spontaneity. The moon goes void, of course, at 11.04 p.m. on this day. Evening can feel very like, which way? This way, that way. If you're out and about, moving around, or even if you're just in your home, pay attention to your environment, what's around you. This is the kind of day when, oh, this happened, <laughs> when a remote caddy will fall off the wall, it wasn't adhered correctly, or something else. You know, there's crashes, there's things that call attention, the cat jumps up on a pile of books and everything goes to the floor. That's the kind of evening that this can be. So insulate yourself from that kind of precarious <laughs> sudden movement stuff. Uh, put the books away. Uh, make sure the caddy is correctly adhered onto the wall. Do things that keep you in relatively safe, calm environment. On Wednesday, the 30th, the moon enters Pisces at 9.56 a.m. So it was void that whole sleeping evening of the 29th into the 30th. And it, it's a great evening for restorative sleep. And hopefully that's what you had. Uh, when the morning begins, depending on when you start your morning, the moon is void, of course, in the sign of Aquarius. So it's better to stay with the program, whatever it may have been. When the moon enters Pisces at 9.56 a.m., we are in the zone to complete. We want to integrate. We want to move with things that are already in process. We want to bring in this sense of healing and manifesting into our innate creativity. And if you're thinking, well, I don't know what I'm creative about, I don't have any ideas, nothing is occurring to me, then give yourself a couple of days where you can absorb. Put yourself in beauty, put yourself in nature, go to a museum, listen to music. It depends on what your environment is, but find as much beauty and the numinous that you can. And what that means is reach for something higher. Reach for something beyond you. Let the aura that surrounds you go out. This is not a day to withdraw or go within. This is a day to expand the heart, to reach for possibilities. And as the day progresses, uh, there can be a little like fraction, like I want to go here and you want to go there thing going on uh, in the late morning, early afternoon. And that can be within you as well, like this, this need to take action and feeling like you don't know really where you want to go. Sometimes it's better to just sit with that and allow it to unfold. After we get into mid-afternoon, uh, we are much more in a place of knowing who the, um, as Mr. Rogers used to say, knowing who the helpers are. What's your support system? Where do you get the foundation, the structure 
to enable you to make things happen because this is a day when we can absolutely make those things happen because we're we're almost in the full moon so think about this particular full moon this particular full oh and there's the doggy chorus in the background is <laughs> susie mentioned not my dog but it's an interesting thing. What am I going to say about the doggy chorus? This is what I'm going to say. Dogs, especially these dogs who are barking, I know these dogs. These are small dogs. Actually, they're, one of them looks like the dog in the traditional Rider Wake um, deck of the Fool. It's this little white dog that's in front of the Fool and looks like it's about to head off the cliff. So what the... Uh, what the dog symbolizes in in this card is it it symbolizes the instinctual part of being human the part of our uh, biodiverse world that's connected with that instinctual sense of this is safe this is not safe i'm going after this i'm not going after that and anybody who has a dog that runs after prey knows that the dog is not always thinking what's safe. But in the, in the depiction of this card, one of the things that it represents is that the dog instinctually knows not to walk off that cliff. The fool is looking skyward, um, not paying attention to the dog. We have to integrate with that innate understanding of our um, biological world. When you read about uh, tsunamis, what happens during a tsunami? The animals run to the hills. The humans are still sunbathing on the beach, but the animals take off because they know, they know there's danger ahead. So what I find interesting, thinking about my doggy chorus and thinking about the moon in the sign of Pisces, which is lit by the Virgo moon in this case, is what is one of the symbols of Virgo? Small pets, small animals, a connection with feeling that sympathetic understanding with the animal world. And so when we tap into that, into that knowledge of our connection with the animal realm, which is also about survival, sustainability, how to evolve and operate on the earth as it is today, as opposed to 10 years ago, 500, 5,000 years ago. This is what lights up Piscean potential. And what is the full moon in Pisces? It's talking about our connection with everything in the biosphere, the universe, and beyond. And when we tap into that connection, the void that we reach in meditation, that that sense of continuity and infinity, then we are working with this beautiful polarity about the Virgo lighting us up, letting us know 
about what we can do to heal uh, our own cellular structure and beyond and give to those great connections that we can tap into at any time, give and receive. And this is a very powerful full moon because as it does its run, it is gaining strength from Pluto in Capricorn. And as it gains that strength, it, it says to us emotionally, are you up for transformation? Are you truly up for transformation? And we're up for transformation if we trust the process of what's going on in human re- evolution, certainly, but also the evolution of all the creatures. And so my doggy chorus is saying, yeah, go for it. Absorb that energy, light that lunar fire, and be someone who can pull in the wave of expectation of evolution and growth and potential we can't even envision yet. So the full moon is exact at 9.36 p.m. Eastern time. If you can, just give yourself even a couple of moments of meditation, wish, uh, expectation, and total absorption of this potential. And then on Thursday, the 31st, the moon is still in the sign of Pisces. It's now we're in the waning moon cycle, but that doesn't mean the energy swing. <laughs> it just means now we are going through the denouement of that lunar cycle. And it's like, okay, did we, did we realize this potential? Or are we going to, um, to ebb a little as we move into the next lunar cycle? which throughout the process of our lives is how we should be thinking anyway, because we are on a continual journey in the sea of life. And the moon, uh, oh, right, on, um, this is interesting. So one of the things that's important on Thursday is make sure your communication is uber clear. Remember, Mercury's retrograde, Venus is retrograde. I certainly have had people from the past coming into my life, and it's a completion thing with me. It's like, what do you mean you moved to Mexico? Well, I did five years ago. So for some people, it's like, wow, adios, amiga. And other people, it's like, that's so interesting. Tell me more about that. And so that's been a Venus retrograde thing that's happening. But the Mercury retrograde, I think, is also very much about what are the lines of communication and how are they working? And are we getting the messages we truly want to receive? And are we giving the messages we truly want to give? So this can be very much highlighted on this day. And it can be about a deep sort of search, going within, establishing, defining, checking in with yourself. Is this clear? Am I articulating? Am I able to really, um, really trust and say what I need to say? People who have Mercury retrograde natally, this is usually a time for them when they're feeling very in the zone. 
It's also interesting. People who Mercury goes retrograde by progression, it's a timing thing we do. Uh, when Mercury goes retrograde by progression, you often spend a couple of decades with this experience. And uh, what it's teaching you is to really define what it is you're saying and what that relationship is. And I think the other thing that's important with it is how you build on the closest relationships to you, not necessarily your love or spouse, but the relationships that follow you throughout your life, siblings if you have them, old friends that you build on. This is a particular high opportunity time that happens around 3.30 uh, p.m. Uh, New York time, uh, Eastern time, and it runs through the end of the evening into the next day, early morning, around 6.30, when the 6.36 a.m. when the moon goes void, of course. So um, for people who don't stay up all night, uh, it's a wonderful evening to put those intentions in your head and heart when you go into the dreamscape and see what gets revealed. <laughs> the moon enters Aries at 9.25 a.m. on Friday, the 1st of September. And this is very different energy than around that full moon time. It's, it's Aries, it's fire, it's cardinal. It wants to kind of move, make things happen. The dogs are starting to go crazy right now. <laughs> it's funny how they, they, they actually sing along with what I'm doing. Okay, so what this means is that arguments can be, um, people can be very argumentative, very frustrated on this day, especially into mid-afternoon. You, you don't want to engage with this. Again, factor in what... If you feel anger, what it's trying to teach you or show you. If you feel frustrated or unable to get something to launch or make it happen, then figure out how you can shelve it or uh, give some thought to it or not think about it until you can pick it up again and address it clearly. Because sometimes with this energy, it's it's... There's too much coming in and there's too much firing up for you to be absolutely clear of the course or what you want to do or make happen. So this weekend actually is really great for doing something outdoorsy, walking, running, whatever your body is used to doing. Uh, expend energy in healthy ways. This is really, really great for that. And the moon goes void, of course, at 7.57 a.m. on Sunday the 3rd. And yes, I didn't specifically mention Saturday the 2nd because I did. I'm telling you to spend energy and do things, but don't really expect a lot of resolution or things to get clear. Just, just kind of be in the zone. Because clarity will come, especially if you are feeling a bit frustrated. So once that moon is void, of course, at 7.57 a.m. on Sunday the 3rd, it enters Taurus at 11 a.m. And the other thing that happens this day is that Venus goes direct at 9.20 p.m. 
So with the moon in Taurus and Venus going direct, um, this is actually Sunday's the lovely day to absorb whatever you stirred up over the past couple of days. It suddenly starts to come to earth and makes a lot more sense. Be in your body, be in nature, receive hugs, feel centered, and feel the possibility of what maybe prior to felt impossible. And now I turn it over to Susie. Thank you kindly. Wow, full week, lots of big words in there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, everyone, let's take a few deep breaths and allowing ourselves to arrive in our meditation. And just as you're taking those deep breaths, just bring awareness to the bottom of your feet. Remember, you have them grounded. And just take that energy from the bottom of your feet all the way up through your legs, through your torso, through your organs, through the heart center, up through the throat, and feel the energy filling up your head. And then, like a geyser, like the eruption of maybe even a volcano, just feel that energy now going up through the top of your head and going out into the world, going out into everything around you. So you're literally starting at the feet. And as you're moving up through your body, just collect all of the waste products, collect all of the waste energy products, collect all of the things that you no longer require inside your body, spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally, energetically, and Take note, what we are doing now is we are not releasing, we are not letting go. Don't think of it that way because what's outside of us is actually not technically really outside of us. But what we are doing is we're just allowing the energy to move up and through our heads and then beautifully, gently, gracefully, or really powerfully, however you're feeling, just imagine it like coming out of a hose, coming out from your body, and then just going into the space around you. So instead of being confined, all of those things that have been limited and confined, that have been um, somehow trapped or blocked in your body, they're now coming out and they're in the space around you. You can think of them as floating out there, perhaps some thoughts, perhaps some toxins, perhaps some waste, and they're all just around you now, like in inside a bubble around you. But now you can see them and you can identify them. 
It's almost like when we take something and we turn it upside down and we empty it out and then we can see all of the bits and pieces. So now in this meditation, just look at all the bits and pieces around you, all of the little bits and pieces that your body, your mind, your emotions, your spirit has chosen to push up and push out to be seen, to be seen around you. Have a look at these things. What's been stuck in there? for 10 years, maybe for two days, what's been stuck in there from previous lifetimes and just explore them. Explore them as someone who is adventurous and someone who is interested, as someone who really wants to know what makes me tick. What makes me and what are all of these things now around me? And as you're going through your bits and bobs, as you're going through all of the different things, just from each one understand the lesson. Where have you come from? Why have you been with me and what have you taught me? What have I learned from you? And always when we're learning, we're learning things through this very compassionate, very kind, very deep spiritual lens. And as we explore them and as we recognize them and as we see them, we might see, ah, now I understand why I was feeling sick because of this pathogen. Maybe now I understand why I was feeling sad because I had that bottled up. Maybe I understand why I was feeling guilty because I had that hidden away there. All of us, all of us, every single one of us, when we do this exercise, will always have quite a few things floating around us. And as we're looking at them and as we're recognising them, as we have a conversation with them, as we speak to them, they change, they transform, they become recognised, they become seen, they are no longer invisible, they are all the visible parts of us now that have come to the surface have come to be understood and recognised and valued. Valued for all the reasons they are there. Every single one now, as we recognise them, as we see them, 
as we understand them. And even if we don't understand them, just using our imagination to visualize them, they turn into beautiful little gemstones around us, shining with bright colors, turning into pearls of wisdom, gemstones, rhinestones of understanding, of spiritual evolution, of spiritual understanding. We understand their beauty and their meaning and their purpose. And then ever so slowly, gradually, gently, they become more and more transparent as we process the information, accept the information, and let that information be a part of our development be a part of our growth, our expansion. And as they begin to become more transparent, they begin to dissolve in the space around us. Each one of them, slowly, one by one, We might have had a few of them, we might have had hundreds, we might have had thousands, each one of them now dissolving, disintegrating, turning back into space, turning back into energy, turning back into the building blocks of our mind, of our reality. And gently, we take a few breaths, we open our eyes, and we are born anew in every moment, full of love and wisdom, full of kindness. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. And thank you so much, Pam, for another excellent forecast for our week ahead. And see you all next week. Thanks so much. Love now. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.